Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. In May this year, the Australian Bureau of Statistics released figures showing that almost one million Australians have lost their jobs during the coronavirus pandemic. That's not including people who have had their hours reduced. Job loss at any time is stressful and frightening. If you have a family to support, you might be feeling particularly grim. Kirsty Levin is a careers coach at the Parents' Village. Prior to the pandemic, she spent her time coaching parents who were returning to the workforce after a break. Now she's helping people see opportunities where previously they saw none. Hi, Kirsty. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, so have you had many people come to you during this time who have lost their jobs? Yes, absolutely. Lots of anxious, um, stressed out, confused uh, clients, unfortunately, whose contract work, part-time work, casual work has been cut completely. So they've been stood down from those opportunities and not knowing whether they will be reinstated. Um, Other clients of mine have still been on parental leave, but really confused and concerned that they will not be able to re-enter the job market because they feel like they're less competitive now in such an overcrowded market of candidates. And yeah, many people who are potentially um, up for redundancy and being stood down over the coming months and they're coming to see me to reevaluate how they can pivot before it's too late. So it does feel like a particularly bad time in history to be looking for work. How do you find opportunities in the current environment? Well, I think to put it simply, you've actually got to be more creative and more open-minded and more diversified in your approach than ever before. So it's it's interesting that um, in situations where there's uncertainty or threat or sudden change, people tend to become more conservative and more risk averse. That's just a psychological reaction to threat. Um, and unfortunately, that's not the best way to approach the job market and career change when you really have to reinvent yourself. You've got to be very innovative and um, able to think outside the box to come up with opportunities. So I think in order to find opportunities, first of all, these days, you've, you've got to do your homework and you've got to stay up to date and do the research in regards to how the job market has changed and is continuing to change and morph over time. So that really requires people to stay up to date with the latest media reports, the latest industry news, um, obviously just doing internet research as much as they possibly can to, to look at newsletters and industry reports, to go specifically to company overviews to see how they're changing things up and to network extensively so that they can ask as many questions and tap into those hidden opportunities as well. So really it comes down to... Um, doing as much research and observing the marketplace as much as you possibly can, but also engaging other people in the conversation and being brave by doing as much targeted networking as you possibly can as well. Is it important to target a sector that hasn't been 
impacted as severely as others in, during this pandemic? Because there are some industries that are thriving while others are just falling in a heap. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I do think it's important to look at the short-term game and the long-term gain. So, on one hand, if you need immediate employment, yes, it's important to go directly to those sectors and those opportunities that tend to be thriving potentially or growing as a result of the pandemic. But it's also a question of, you know, your urgency to find work, your current financial stability and situation that might dictate how quickly you have to find an opportunity versus you know, playing the long game where you may want to retranslate your skills, you may want to upskill and requalify in a different area so that you can pivot and wait for the market to change over time and and wait for new sectors to grow and improve or for things to stabilise and sort of, you know, semi-normalise again. I, I think it's really dependent on everyone's personal situation but you do have to be very agile, flexible and adaptable in your approach no matter what. For me, I know that obviously hospitality isn't doing well. I work in media. Media is not doing well. Yeah. So if I was thinking, okay, what, what are my opportunities? What would I like to do? Mm. And then, I think, well, I'm not going to try and bash my head against a brick wall in these industries. Mm. Where, are they? Where are industries thriving? I mean, how do you even work that out? It's a really, really good question. How do you work that out? So again, it does come back to research and investigation. So to, to give you an example, you, when you go onto the internet, you can do so many different searches for specific market and job sector information versus broadly job sector and market information across Australia. So one of the sources I might go to, for example, is something called IBIS World, IBIS World, and they pro provide excellent industry and market, labour market research reports. I might go to some of the um, reputable consulting firms like McKinsey to find out how they're doing research around the labour market. I might go to some of the larger job boards to see if they've written articles about how the market is changing and which sectors are growing and which are contracting. So to give you an idea, like you were saying, of the, the sectors that have really been the hardest hit are, of course, travel, tourism, hospitality, leisure, arts and events and tertiary education, as we've all seen. And there are others, as you've mentioned, the media, advertising, film and TV production side of things has gone down. And in addition to that, traditional retail has been impacted, the bricks and mortar retail and supply chain logistics has been impacted by all the restrictions and quarantine. So there's so many sectors that have been impacted. But what it, it does appear as though there are a few that have remained relatively stable or have, have been least affected by some of these changes. So some of the ones that I've noticed that have been least affected are, for example, healthcare and social assistance. So that includes things like hospitals, aged care, um, telehealth support services, as well as childcare services, etc. Some FMCG and some retail have been somewhat unpredictable, but there are local businesses in that regard that have remained fairly stable because they haven't been as impacted by the import-export freight restrictions, etc., and all the quarantine around that. IT and telco tend to have remained fairly stable around um, things like, you know, automation software. Um, so, for example, companies like Atlassian are doing pretty damn well no matter what in this situation. Um, video conferencing organisations like Zoom, they're doing 
you know, pretty well because everyone's using those platforms. So IT and telco have, have remained fairly stable. Professional, scientific and sort of technical companies, including fintech, buy now, pay later type organisations like Afterpay, Zip Money, etc., those have remained fairly stable. And health tech organisations and medical research has remained fairly stable, along with some pharmaceutical and um, other research institutes. Agriculture, forestry and fishing, I've just been reading about, has been receiving sort of government boosts and government funding and has remained fairly stable. And infrastructure, so all those things around electricity, gas, water, waste collection, etc. And that also leans into engineering type um, organisations as well. They seem to be doing okay. Local e-commerce, so anything that's local tends to be withstanding it far better than those that rely on global relationships and transactions. Repair and maintenance services, for example. So, you know, everyone has been looking inward as a result of the pandemic. They've been fixing up their homes. They've been repairing things. They might have been redesigning things. So, you know, when you think small as well as large, think about all those small businesses that are supporting us along the way. Even the local food service, food delivery um, businesses are doing quite well. So there are a range of organisations and sectors that seem to have been fairly stable over time. It is changing sort of month on month, and that's why it is so, so important to try to stay up to date with what's being um, put onto the job boards and also what's being explained in the media and in the industry newsletters as well. What if you've lost hours um, and you're working in an industry that you love and you want to stay there, but you've lost hours? Do you have to look at that differently in terms of making up those lost hours elsewhere? Look, I think that comes down to your individual needs, obviously. So like, for example, what's your propensity for risk at this point in time or diversification or change, given that you've got extra hours available potentially to do something with. And so on one hand, again, it comes back to, are you financially stable at the moment? How can you potentially redesign your budget or reconsider your budget and your expenditure to allow for those extra hours to be, you know, focused in a completely different area, whether it's upskilling or a passion project or a hobby or investing in a, you know, a business idea to make money on the side. Um, If the budget doesn't allow for that extra time to be invested in different ways, then perhaps could you seek out temporary work, casual or contract work that fills in the blanks on a short-term basis? So it might be that you need to look locally for opportunities around you that could more easily slot into your current daytime routine or, on the other hand, looking for those virtual assistant, virtual work-from-home opportunities which are everywhere at the moment because everyone's working from home that could possibly be done any time that suits you within that schedule. So I think you've just got to ask yourself a couple of key questions to start with. What can you afford to what can you afford to do? What do you have a propensity to want to do as far as your time and your mental state, your mindset? And are there opportunities, creative opportunities that you could invest that time in on the side if you, you're financially sustained and you can make that money stretch a little bit as well? All that sounds really hopeful. I feel more hopeful after listening to it anyway. Yeah. Um, but 
what would you say to someone if they're listening to this and just feeling a little bit overwhelmed about it all? Do you have any simple steps where people can start? Yes. I think you've got to divide it into sort of two halves. On one hand, if you're feeling hopeless, you've got to look inward first, right? You've got to evaluate and reflect on your mindset and how you're perceiving this whole experience because so many people are in the same boat and in order for you to make a move and make a change and improve the situation, you might have to reframe things and get a fresh perspective, right? So on one hand, you might have to embrace the uncertainty, embrace what's called the liminal phase in in life at the moment, which is about, you know, appreciating that this downtime might offer opportunities to do some research, to gain some insight and understand what's going on, what's growing, what's contracting, etc. And this is also time to look inward as far as clarifying your skills, clarifying your strengths and your expertise so that your online profiles are really clear about what you're selling and what value you can add so that your resume and your cover letters can be targeted in the right way. So that's about looking inward. But then on the other side, I think you've got to be really organized and very strategic about how you look outward. So If you've already looked inward and you've evaluated your strengths, your skills, your gaps, your needs, your desires, your values, etc. And when we're talking about needs, we're talking about financial needs just as much as career stretch and challenge and, you know, intellectual stimulation needs. But if you've evaluated all of those things, they should give you some very strong clues about what you need to be looking at externally and matching that up with the industry sectors and the organisations and the role titles that do appear to be stable or growing at this point in time. So it's a balance of inward and outward research and investigation. And I really think it's important to be organised and logical with your approach and sort of create a mini action plan for yourself that has practical steps for each day, each week, because I think when you just treat it as this big thing that you've got to tackle, it becomes overwhelming very quickly. And unless it's broken into very bite-sized manageable tasks or chunks of information, it can seem like just an impossible thing to tackle. So make it practical, make it action-oriented, define some timelines to get you going. So decide how much you want to achieve every single week, for example. And I also think it can help to make yourself accountable to someone, whether that's your partner at home or a mentor that you can identify, a network contact that you can identify, but someone that can act as a sounding board for you, but also someone that can hold you accountable when you feel like you're losing motivation or losing focus, for example. Kirsty, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure. Thank you. That's Kirsty Levin. She's a careers coach at the Parents Village. For more information on Kirsty and the work she does, check out the links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.